A year ago, the world changed completely. We really weren't sure what businesses were gonna thrive, or really, let's be honest, survive. So I wanted to know how entrepreneurs and organizations were positively pivoting their businesses in this unknown world. Now it's been a year and people are continuing to thrive and come up with unique ways to have their business and have their organization do the things that they used to, but just a little bit differently. Welcome to season two of Coping 19. Hey, it's Jennifer Lee and I am in a different recording studio today and I am really excited to share where I am and who I'm talking to. This topic was a really interesting one for me because obviously with COVID, a lot of us have been looking more to social media and something that I didn't think that was going to really take off and obviously never trust me for business advice is uh, TikTok. And TikTok exploded during this time. <laughs> I also said that about Facebook. I'm obviously wrong, so don't take my stock like tips at all. I remember when I went to university and everyone was like, like Facebook was really new and it wasn't that exciting because it was like early stages. And people were like, join this Facebook. And I was like, oh, seems like so much work. This thing's never going to take off. But anyways, so back to my point is for TikTok, it's exploded. And I think video in general, like video was huge before COVID-19. But I think now it's next level because everyone's using it in their daily lives, either to cheer themselves up, uh, to use it for their business and kind of kill time. So that's why I wanted to come in and talk to Ramey Films. And this is the world of this guy. Like he's done video editing, video production for many, many years for many different companies for some really great brands. And then has his own studio here, which I got connected with him because my family, as you know, owns a construction business. And I've tried to marry my construction business with my broadcasting talent so I can be happy. Uh, so I come into Ramey's studio and uh, do construction videos. And it's also a podcast studio as well. So that's why I want to talk to him today kind of about the future of video because it's not leaving us. And a lot more people, like I said, are doing it professionally. And they're funny as our hobbies. So uh, welcome. This is weird to be in a room with someone too and not on a Zoom call. <laughs> Thanks, Jennifer. I, I want the viewers to know that we have a lot of leaves in the table behind, uh, between oh, yeah. us. Thank you. Yeah, so Six feet apart. Exactly. And, and more. And, and more. more. And, and these microphones is the first time being used. So everything's feeling all nice and, and flowy. But thanks for having me. Uh, I'm excited to talk about video. Yeah. And they will be washed afterwards properly. <laughs> yes, yes. Yes. Yeah. I have a case of those little like things that you put on top. Wind sockets or? Wind? They're called wind socks. Yes. Okay. There you go. Yeah. So. We're learning from each other all the time. <laughs> we really are. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself and like how you got yourself involved into video and then and like opening up your own studio, which is cool, like right before COVID, but you know. Yeah. Yeah. No, for sure. Uh, let me condense that story. So I started video, man, such a long time ago, I'd say like in high school. And at the time it was just something I discovered I was good at and I wasn't always the most popular. So Either was I, so it's when okay. <laughs> I had a camera in my hand, people just wanted to hang out and people were like, film this. And I quickly realized that I could start a make friends and B start getting better grades at school because I we were allowed to do video presentations instead of oral presentations. <laughs> and that's a pretty big difference because you can basically prep everything you want and press play and you're good to go. So I learned 
how to utilize video a long time ago because I was good at it and found ways to make it work for me. I thought I wanted to do filmmaking, so I went to to the New York Film Academy and, and I was thinking I'm going to do movies and, you know, that the, the glamour around all of it. And uh, after graduating, I realized, you know, I didn't really understand the business behind film. And there is one. I just, it just doesn't compute in my, in my head. Like, how do you sell a film? Like, how do you make money? Do you always depend on someone else's film? Then I started learning that the marketing aspect of it was really fun. And, and at the time, this was, I'd say, like 2007 when I came to Vancouver. Video wasn't really being used online as much. I mean, YouTube was a bunch of pixels. So yeah, so then I, I, I was working for different companies and trying to sneak in my video-ness. <laughs> I don't know if that's a word, but trying to sneak in uh, doing videos for companies and, and uh, quickly discovered that marketing was actually what I was interested in. And video was just a great tool to go with it. So that's my background. I come from filmmaking and then transitioned into to video marketing and here here we are and and video kind of like grew as I grew and and I'm just lucky that that was a field that that I had picked because it wasn't easy when I started I had the conversation was why video and now the, the conversation I tell you is not why video the conversation is what video and that's so interesting to me because I thought someone like yourself who is trained in video production and properly trained like you know how to do lighting you know how to do everything you set up our podcasting microphones I thought maybe that was gone now, that art form was gone because we have camera phones that have significantly evolved over 10 years. Anybody can be a cameraman. Some people are probably cringing when I say that. Maybe you are as well. But the thing is, I always thought was like, are people going to take the time now to learn how to do things properly? Or are they going to go to people that are experts? Because, you know, the same thing I struggle with being a trained broadcaster. I know how to do everything, right? I could set up the podcast equipment if I wanted to. But anyone could start a podcast in their basement. And they don't need to be trained. So do you feel that, because now you have the studio and we'll talk about what that entails in a little bit more in a second, but now that you're doing this, do you feel that like this kind of hurts your business, the person that can be the cameraman, or do you think it helps your business? I mean, it was a journey for me and it was a very quick journey. It was in the past three years, things have changed so fast. But the answer to that question is that I'm, I'm genuinely excited. I, I want to see people do their own content uh, I want people to just create better, better videos and not have to depend on a video production company to do it. And it sounds a little weird because I, I am a video production company. Well, actually, that's not true. I'm a video marketing company and, and, and that's a pretty big difference, which we can go into a little later. But so, yeah, I, I'm excited that people are learning. It means better content. And I think better content is going to help everyone. And I don't find it threatening for me. I, there is a documentary, it's called Off the Track, and it's a documentary about Final Cut Pro X. And that might sound really boring to our, our listeners right now, but it was, it was important for me was how Apple was making video editing easy. You know, and when Final Cut Pro X, for everyone who's listening, came out, the whole video industry was upset. It was like, why are you making, it was like iMovie Pro, you know, and, and why are we moving away from professional? And I kept working with it because I was like, you know, this is nice. I can work quicker. But, and this documentary, it says basically that, you know, the direction we're going right now is that 
you know, kids are growing up with iPads in their hands and phones, they're going to be able to edit a video with, you know, a finger. And they are, they're doing it right now. This is what you were talking about TikTok. That's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> I still haven't got onto TikTok. I don't actually know what it is. It's a whole other conversation. <laughs> but, but, and I, and I struggled with it. I was like, oh, well, you know, where's my business going to go? And, and then, and then I realized that, you know, change is something that should be exciting. I think it's exciting. And, and that's when I decided that, you know, I'm going to shift my business. I, I want to support the people that are making videos. I, I wanted to have the studio. Um, I wanted to, you know, provide the tools that people needed to make their video. And if they didn't have time to it, or if they, if their channels were growing so much, then I can take over so that they could focus on content and running a business around it. Cause that's what a lot of those YouTube channels are. They're, they're full on businesses. So in short, I'm happy that it's moving in that direction. I don't know where it's going, but I, I can't wait to see. Since we touched upon it, can you tell for people that obviously haven't been to the space or, or maybe Google do yet, what your space is and, and what you do at Ramey Films? Just because they are kind of, you are one business, but they are distinctive services that you give. Yeah, definitely. So two years ago, I gave myself permission to have fun with it. And I said, I don't want to just produce videos I want to help people figure out what videos to do. And this is where the marketing part comes in. It's like, so instead of just, you know, pressing record and, and doing what quote unquote a videographer does, uh, I wanted to come up with the ideas. I, I like brainstorm. I like partnering with my clients to say like, okay, well, how can we have fun with this and, and create fun content? You know, what I was saying earlier about facilitating people doing their videos. So the studio is what I like to call a self-serve studio. I shoot a lot over here with my clients as well, but people can rent it just to come and use the space. And we have sound panels on the walls, so it doesn't sound all echoey. And um, yeah, so it, it's it's anything from I need a space to film to I need to create videos and I want it all handled by you. And so, yeah, so we have a kitchen here with mirrors on the ceiling for foodie stuff because I'm a bit of a foodie. <laughs> and uh, so people come and film here and then we have some very light furniture that can move in any direction. And, and if you saw the studio, I mean, Jennifer, you're here, so you could see it, but for, for viewers, it's kind of like a wooden box. So called it the bento box because everything is kind of moves around like Tetris. And so far, most people come to film because they love the green wall. Oh, <laughs> I, I'm laughing because I film, if you've ever seen uh, on my other thing that I do for Euro Canadian Construction, I film videos in front of that green wall and, and my brother, well, I guess, can I say he made the green wall? He didn't wall? make it. He made it. <laughs> he sure did. And, and uh, it was impressive how he did. It was a fun process. I think I have some pictures of it too, but so yeah, so, so the, the wall is like this big green wall that has like these kind of like frames around it. I don't even know how to describe it, but it looks really cool. And I, I think the big pain point right now for people is where to film. Like you can it's learn true. all your skills. You can, you can do everything on your phone or get an H a DSLR, but you still need like what you're showing in the video still needs to be there. And that's the biggest thing too, like for YouTube, I took a 50 hour course on YouTube, um, <laughs> but they, you need an interesting wall. And if you notice too, especially if you're doing it for business, you need to be in front of a background that people can identify. And they always say the same background too. So you yeah, absolutely. And I consume a lot of YouTube. So, and, and not as research, I watch a lot of people, you know, I, I follow a lot of channels and it's interesting to see 
the evolution that we've seen in the past 10 years or even even five years. And, and the backdrops are a big part of them now. We're seeing a lot of attention put into lighting it and like, you know, the gamers, they have a, they just have a plain white wall, but they might put some cool lighting and then it becomes like a, a multicolored wall or they're just using their straight up their living room, but they're lighting it differently. So you can see that a bit of attention and, and you can turn any space really in something that you can use. It's just you have to put the thought into it. But yeah, backdrops are big. and Especially on Zoom calls. <laughs> especially on Zoom calls. Yeah, definitely. And, and I like to say that uh, these green walls are like the new brick walls. Oh, yeah. So, um, you know, I'd say like a few years ago, if you didn't have a brick wall, you weren't a real marketing company. I don't know if I'm going to get in trouble saying this, but now <laughs> it's a green wall, you know, so you can get rid of the brick wall on the foosball table and just get a green wall. <laughs> Perfect. And for people that don't know about some of your services, just so they know a little bit more what you, you do so it's not ambiguous, um, because like you said, you kind of got the self-serve studio, but and you can help them set up lighting and everything that you need. But what else do you do? Because I know you do a lot of marketing for some companies as well. Yes, definitely. So I, what I described was mostly like the Bento Box, which is the studio we're in. Raimi Films, we really focus on like newer technologies that utilize video and and kind of moving with uh, the social media content. So light, easily easily digestible content. And when I say new technologies, I'm, I'm really excited about like VR video. I'm excited about uh, interactive video, which is better known as choose your own adventure, uh, which I could speak about for a while. So, <laughs> but I think we have a lot of interesting things um, coming up. And I was just talking with one of my clients too. I feel like right now, the way that I would describe video content is very flat, you know, and I know I'm not saying it's going to turn into 3d. I'm saying that there's so many more layers that are coming that when Apple releases their, their VR headsets, then it's going to become this wide thing. It won't be like, Oh, well, why do I do VR? You know, like only gamers have, you know, an Oculus, but no, as soon as Apple releases something, it's going to become mainstream and, people will be able to look inside of a room and see the furniture that their designer put together for, right? So there's going to be so many uses to VR that a lot of people will be using it, which will facilitate VR video, which will facilitate all these new technologies. And uh, so, yeah, I'm, I'm excited about that. So what we do is, I mean, our, our bread and butter is working with uh, companies who want to get into, you know, creating their own content, to create a community. And that's the way to do it. That's how, you know, you can advertise efficiently these days is, is you know, you can tell people how great you are or you can help them. Yeah. And and a lot of my clients are, are understanding that and, and they're now doing content to to help them, right? So that, that can be a YouTube channel explaining, I mean, it's what you're doing really. You know, it, it's how it's, to build your home. <laughs> yeah, well, it, it's it's just I mean, YouTube is the second biggest search engine after Google. Mm -hmm. So everyone's going there to search something. And, you know, a lot of it can be entertainment. But, you know, most of it is reviews, actually reviews and cat videos. But <laughs> <laughs> reviews are, are, are big and, and how to and tutorials. So, oh, I mean, that's how yeah. I learned. I, I, I talked about going to the New York Film Academy and I, and I did love that program but I learned everything online. So I'm used to it and, and I love that. 
and it, it, it allows so many people these days to just do. So I encourage my clients to do that. And, and that's, that's what we focus on. So there are any changes that you had to make when COVID-19 started that you were like, uh Oh, like maybe yeah. I don't know what I'm going to do. <laughs> I, I just, I had to change everything and, and nothing at the same time. It, it's, it's, <laughs> but I, you know, when this first hit, I, you know, I'd say like 95% of the projects that I had planned were, were canceled and, and people were canceling their contracts. And I wasn't going to say like, no, you can't, you know, like, so yeah. So it, it was at the time it was very real. It still is very real, but uh, you know, I saw it as a way as well as like, I, I've been pushing live streams for a while and, and it's been slow. You know, people didn't really understand why. I would want to live stream stuff on social media right now or what the return is. Right. So uh, I just changed everything. And, you know, I still have the same cameras. I still have everything. And now, you know, we're doing a lot more live streams, but we're not just doing live streams, you know, and this is what, this is my advice then Okay, <laughs> is just put that extra 30% in, you know? So when I send a proposal, I send a video proposal because I do video. So it's something I have control over. It's something I have. And it's that extra 30% of effort that I really believe makes a difference. Often, you know, I feel like that extra 30% isn't there in companies that I interact with anyways. I'm, I'm not talking about like uh, in general. So, but I actually read a book. It's Grant Cardone's 10X. And if anyone's read it, you know what I'm talking about, but essentially I've never it? heard of it. You never oh, heard I of it? Oh my it. God. Okay. There's like, okay. So I had like a year of like Grant Cardone's 10 X and Gary V. Oh, I and know it Gary V. Yeah. just like, uh, just <laughs> a, a advice galore. But yeah, anyways, Grant Cardone is a very, my, I don't even know how to describe him, but he, he's, he's, he's a Gary V he, or is he? Um, and, mm, he's, <laughs> he's a quote unquote thought leader. Okay. Uh, but, uh, but his, his book was called 10 X is called 10 X. And I got what I needed from it, which was if you think you're going to need this much to do something, you're actually going to need 10 times that much. It really is great to just go into everything like that because sometimes it doesn't take 10, you know, and you're just you're ready for it. So, you know, it, it, even going through these past months with COVID, you know, being able to, you know, maybe I thought I needed this much to operate and. And um, now this hit and I'm still able to kind of weather it because I had overplanned. I had, you know, over, you know, I put money aside for other things that I thought I might need. And I was able to kind of, you know, there, it was dry there for, for a good month or two. Right. So, but yeah, anyway, so 10X, you know, if anyone's listening and, and they really want that kind of motivation, it is a book that I recommend. So my advice is put that extra 30% figure out what it is that you're good at and just push hard. And I think that goes obviously without COVID as well. Like anytime you have a business and you want it to succeed, you're going to have to do over the 30% unless you're just super lucky and like everyone's yeah. just coming to you. But that's the thing that I like to hear in this podcast is just how, like what happened? What was your moment? And you said your moment, like everybody's when COVID-19 was like, oh, a lot of my clients are, are gone now. Okay. Okay, I got to figure out. And it's yes. like, either do I close shop and like, that's the end of it. And I move into a totally different direction after, of course, you've put time and money into gearing up yeah. of your studio and, and and you made it work. And that's a lot of things that I think I'm taking away from this podcast too, is most business owners like yourself 
have something else that are in the realm of what they do. So like you can edit, you can do many things. So it's yeah. like that you can do solo. So until we could bring people back, you you still have one revenue stream. And I think that's so important for any business um, because you're going to go through things like COVID and you're going to go through thing, other things that happen in the world. And if you're only focused on one thing, when something hits, yeah. it hits you hard. Yeah. And if you have extra revenue streams, then it's what can keep you on your feet. Also very important to just listen and ask, you know, I was asking my clients, like, what is it? What are your priorities now? Like, what do you need? Mm-hmm. I'm not going to just try to guess. Why would I try to guess you're, you're right here and I have a good rapport with you. So, you know, it, it's, it's a good conversation to have. I took this opportunity to just reach out and see how people were doing, not because I wanted to sell to them, but because, you know, they might have good input for me as to what they need. And that, that might be relevant for someone else or, or how I position myself. So th- that was something that I did a lot of just to reach out and see how, how people are doing. And, and I learned from it. And guess what? A lot of people need podcasting. Like myself. <laughs> no, it's true. It's a thing. And fun fact, I'm, I've surpassed where I was before COVID. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it, it's just, again, it, it's, I wasn't scared to change before, but it's hard to push in a direction when you don't know that people are going to you know, respond well to it, but then you can always ask. Well, that's another thing. And I know you never talked about it before. It's like, as a business owner, pre COVID, you're always having to think about changes in the future. And like, like you said, one of your biggest things is like not fighting technology, but like figuring out what are the new technologies and how you can offer that to your clients because they're coming and it's either they'll wipe you out or you ride with them and you learn to be an expert in whatever that is. Um, I should take my own advice and learn what TikTok is, but, but that's okay. I just, it's not suitable for know. my other stuff. But, and that, that's the biggest thing is it's like knowing your challenges always. So since you're bringing TikTok up, I'm just, I have a few things to say about TikTok. And so it's like, Can oh, you like teach what TikTok being, is? <laughs> like, here's the thing. I don't think I have to. Okay. Okay, so I went on TikTok and I actually liked it. And and I did a bit of it during the Christmas period. And I was like, okay. And then I'm not doing much of it anymore. And, and you know, Gary Vee's like, TikTok and LinkedIn, those are the two places you should I'm go. I'm on LinkedIn. And, and you know what? LinkedIn is actually, yes, go to LinkedIn and and post. Use LinkedIn like Facebook. And post your TikTok videos? Okay. And, no. <laughs> but yeah, so, so my thing is, and actually this is a really interesting shift that I'm noticing just in this year, is that influencers are now becoming professionals. I think there's this overwhelming move from what we traditionally think as an influencer, some, you know, person with a big hat, very attractive on the beach, you know, like what you would ex- <laughs> Exactly what <laughs> I think what I, I mean, think of I, I have a very specific picture of an influencer because that's all we see. Like think, I think of, of fire food festival. Plates. That's oh, what yeah, I think that of. Too. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, and it and it's moving towards uh, this kind of like legitimate professionals that have credentials. And this isn't just like a movement. This is also where Google is taking things. So Google is starting to, and I hope I'm not misspeaking here, but this is from what I've seen at a Google talk that I watched on YouTube. And it was that YouTube is starting to really put credentials ahead of everything. So if you, because we're going towards voice activated content. So when I'm asking Alexa, what, with the, um, symptoms of a heart attack is or, or a stroke, I need to get the right information. So yeah, it can't be like WebMD. (laughs) So all of that information is, is over time going to get more and more accurate. And, 
and what I'm seeing now and what I wasn't expecting is that influencers are also going in that direction. And so, and actually a lot of my clients are that, you know, I have a child psychologist, um, a realtors and they're doing well. And actually that was leading in my next question was the fact that the shift in influencers, because I was reading articles and they were saying like how influencers have been affected during COVID-19. And, you know, I love the travel industry. I'm not making light of it anyway, because it's very hard for what a lot of people are going through right now in the industry. But if you're a travel influencer too, like, how are you pivoting? Like if you are making your money flying around the world and you're a top travel influencer, you're not, you're not doing that right now. So I think, like you said, it's interesting to see a shift of, again, not taking anything. I don't know how to like describe it. I'm not taking anything away from the influencers because yeah, no, good on them for making money on whatever I love it. they're it's doing. It's entrepreneurial. It's great. Like, I think it's great. But I think, like you said, it's a shift of like different types of influencers because you've got to have something that you can continue doing, even if we all get, I don't want to say it, but like locked down again. I think it's something that, you know, we yeah. might deal with. Uh, for years to come, like not necessarily COVID, but I think that it's just, we're very aware of things can happen in the world. Well, and, and this is how my, my brain works anyways. Like I hear what you're saying about influencers and I'm like, okay, cool. Like how can you do something around like delivery food? Like which company delivers mm. food best or what travels best or, and, and, you know, there, there's just so many ways to pivot. And I, and I think every industry has a, a form of it. You're right. I think that's the biggest word a lot of us have learned. I know a lot of us aren't starting to like the word pivot, but a lot of us have learned how to pivot. And that's the thing. There there are so many people out there willing to help other people out and come up with great ideas to help them turn their business around. And and you're not stuck. There are so many different ways uh, that you can move. And that's kind of the exciting part is that not to look at this like a negative. Um, it's just the fact that there's so many positives that are coming out of COVID and the fact that you can actually take some of these positives and create a little different branch for your job. And maybe it's something that you didn't think about, but maybe it's going to put you into a better place uh, down the road and, and you're going to find something that you're even more happy in doing. So I'm really excited about what's going on after being a year in COVID. Um, I know there's a lot of hardships that come with that. And again, I'm not, I'm not taking anything away from that. Um, It's been a hard year and for everyone. And again, I think that we're going to get through this together because we have great people around us. And I just hope that everyone continues to find the little, little bit of light in this COVID situation and are able to take it and uh, run with it. So thank you so much for joining me today on Coping 19 and talking about the video industry. And I'm going to go uh, maybe start myself a TikTok account. Uh, Thanks again and uh, join us next episode. That was another episode of Coping 19. For more information about the show, head on over to podcastconsulting.ca where the show lives. And of course, you can find us on Spotify through that website, as well as Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and the list goes on. If you want more information on how to create your own podcast or a podcast for your business to get more brand exposure, all that information is on the website podcastconsulting.ca. Or maybe you want to be a guest on season two of Coping 19. Feel free to head on over to the site and contact me, Jennifer Lee, Looking forward to speaking with you soon. Bye for now.